Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Last week we had talked about taking control of your life by the words of your mouth. I'd like to continue along that line, if I have your permission to do so. If not, you'll have to forgive me for doing so. There's actually two openings that we used. The first one's found in James chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And the other one is Mark 11 and 23. And in those two passages of Scripture, we discover great truth. James said in his third chapter, by the Spirit of God, that if a man is able to control his tongue, he's able also to bridle or to control his fleshly impulses and set the course of his life for good things. That is a truth revealed to us in James chapter 3. But there's also another truth in those same verses. And that truth is this. The tongue, as it is, is set among our members, ignited by the fires of hell itself. It is set on fire by hell itself. So that the tongue, although it's a small member, boasts great things and sets on course the fire of hell and it sets the course of a person's life for destruction and disaster. Now, very often we fail to recognize that truth and therefore don't do anything about controlling the words that we speak, controlling the tongue. But James said, if you can control the tongue, you're a mature man. You're spiritually developed and you will be able also to bridle or to keep under control your whole body with all of its fleshly impulses, its desires and all that. And in so doing, you'll set the course of your life for good things. I think everybody here wants good things in his or her life. Wouldn't you say that's true? Absolutely. Well, you see, the reason why it's so difficult is because after the fall, man found himself subject to death. And the words that he spoke were changed. See, Adam in the beginning didn't speak words of death. There were no death words. But after he fell, he began to say things like, I'm afraid, I'm ashamed, I'm naked. And God said to him, immediately, have you partaken of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? See, now that thought takes us to another verse that we use in Proverbs 18:21 that says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Or death and life are under the control of the tongue. See, death and life are under the control of the 
tongue now. Before, he only spoke life. Now he speaks death and life, or the potential is there because words are containers. They are containers of life or of death, blessing or cursing, good or evil. And to be frank about it, that is the battle or the struggle of faith. See, faith, the Bible says, is a fight. Fight the good fight of faith. It's not a fight with grenades. It's not a fight with knives or swords or bow and arrow. It is a fight with words. By nature, we are set on the wrong course. By nature, we speak things that are reasonable. We speak things that make good sense. We speak things, little do we realize, that have been set on fire by hell itself. Because many have failed to recognize the power of the tongue. We are told in the Word of God that we are to make the tree good and the fruit good or make the tree evil and the fruit evil. How can you being evil, Jesus said, speak good things? In other words, their hearts were evil. They were unregenerate. They didn't have the life of God in them and therefore they couldn't speak words of life. You've got to make the tree good to speak good things. And every person who has come to Jesus Christ who has accepted Him as Savior and Lord, who has been washed in the blood of the Lamb, has received in His Spirit the very life and nature of God. And last I checked, that's a good thing. Amen. So we've made the tree good, thank God. Now therefore, a wholesome tongue then becomes a tree of life. A wholesome tongue becomes a tree of life. A healed tongue. A tongue that's been made whole becomes a tree of life. In other words, all the things that pertain to life are on this tree, the tree of life. Well, the wholesome tongue is the tree of life. If I speak right things, then I'll have right things. If I speak wrong things, then I'll have wrong things. Now, the whole world is negative. And the reason why it's negative is because it's under the influence of the fall and under the influence of the law of sin and death. As a matter of fact, if you really think it through, I believe people today are more involved in saying things that promote evil and death and negative things in their lives than they are in promoting the right things in their lives. And the reason for that is because they haven't learned the laws of God. They haven't understood the need to speak in line with the Word of God. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs also that God is pleased when our lips speak right things. Well, that lines up with Hebrews 11:6 that says, Without faith you can't please God. See, faith pleases God. And what is faith? Faith, according to Jesus in Mark 11:23, is believing with your heart and saying with your mouth. That's the law of faith. In verse 22, he said, have the faith of God. And then in verse 23, he explained what the faith of God was. He said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say will come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. 
So whosoever shall say shall have whatsoever he says. You can condense it like that and put it like that. Whosoever shall say shall have whatsoever he says. He said we can have what we say, but people are saying what they have. And as long as we keep saying what we have, we'll be bound. As long as we keep saying what we have, we'll give place to the powers of darkness and of death. You see, beloved, our words can set us on a new course for our lives. As a matter of fact, I'll show you that very clearly. Look at Romans chapter 10, if you would please, to show you that the words that we spoke at one time in our lives took us off the wrong course and put us on the right course. In the book of Romans in chapter 10, beginning at verse 8, this, of course, is the apostle Paul speaking. And what he says in verse 8 is, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Notice that the word of God is called the word of faith. The word of God is called the word of faith. The gospel is the word of faith. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Greek word there for salvation is all-inclusive. And it doesn't just mean deliverance from the power of spiritual death. It does mean deliverance. It also means health, preservation, soundness, and wholeness. So in that particular verse, we see this. For with the heart man believes unto right standing with God, and with the mouth he makes a confession unto, what? Salvation. Unto deliverance, unto wholeness, unto healing or health unto safety or rescue or preservation. So in other words, believing in the heart and saying with the mouth does a whole lot more than just get us off the wrong course and on the right course. It puts us on the right course with God and then it opens up avenues by which God can bless us. I'll illustrate. If you check most of the people that you deal with in life, you'll find out that I can't seems to be their anthem. Amen. Seem, seemingly, everybody's stuck on I can't. I can't help being discouraged. I just can't help being depressed. I can't help it. I'm overwhelmed by the problem. I just can't seem to get anywhere. I just can't pay my bills. I just can't understand what God wants me to do. I can't help being so worn. I can't help being torn down. You don't understand my problem. You don't understand what I'm going through in life. Beloved, Jesus said somewhere in the Bible that the storms of life come to all of us. Matthew 7, 27, 24 through 27 is somewhere in the Bible that he said that. No one is exempt from life's storms. 
But he said, if you'll dig deep into my word and lay the foundation of your life upon solid ground, when they come, you won't be devastated. Hallelujah. You won't be devastated by the storm. As you dig deep into the word of God and lay a good solid foundation for your life, you know what you find out? You find out that Jesus is the answer to every human question. He is the solution to every human problem. And that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever, and always, and He never changes, no matter what. Is all this true? You know that it is. Well, the difference between then and now, when He walked on the earth and now, is before people touched Him physically as an expression of their faith. Correct? And as many as touched Him were made every whit whole. Correct? Well, we don't touch Him physically because He's not here physically any longer. You know how we touch Him? Supernaturally. And how is that? By faith. And what is that? You believe with the heart and say with the mouth. And when you did, you were saved. You got saved by believing in your heart, Jesus, and saying with your mouth, Jesus is my Lord. And that got you saved. Something took place inside your spirit. The words that you spoke gave the Father the opportunity to recreate your spirit and give you a brand new life. Amen? Amen. Well, that's not all that that does. See, so often people stop right there. That's not all that that provides. That is the way of faith. That is the power of God unto. Salvation, deliverance, healing, health, preservation, wholeness, rescue, safety. Deliverance. And everything else that we need comes that way. But see, we touch Him supernaturally, not naturally. And the main means or the primary way we touch Him is by believing in the heart and saying it with the mouth. I'm going to give you a verse that will illustrate that. And this verse will help people overcome the I can'ts. Of life. I want to help people get free from the I can'ts of life tonight. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, Philippians 4 and verse 13, Jesus said, and you'll recall this statement that he made, apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Right? Well, then I don't want to be apart from Him. What about you? Well, how do I connect to Him? Well, do I just handcuff myself to Him? No, no, He's not here. Can't do it that way, can you? Well, how do I connect? How do I hook up with Jesus so that I can do all things? Well, you do that by faith. Philippians 4.13 And again, this verse is to help people who are locked into the I can'ts of life, get free. And instead of being yoked up together with negative thinking and unbelief so that the I can'ts overwhelm and overcome, you can get hooked up to the problem solver by faith, supernaturally. But, beloved, he needs our cooperation. You see, he can't do it apart from our cooperation. Jesus said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, 
Ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, hooked up together with me, all things are possible. Now look at this verse in Philippians 4, 13, because we're going to break it apart. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. With the heart, man believes, and with the mouth, he confesses too. As long as a person continues to say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't overcome, I can't be set free, I can't pay my bills, I can't seem to get well, I just can't understand it, I just don't know how, whatever. As long as a person is, is wrapped up in pessimistic thinking and is full of negativism, that person unknowingly is spewing out words that pertain to the kingdom of darkness Words that potentially give place to death. Death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. But now listen to this. You and I are no longer under the power of darkness. You and I are found in Christ. And in Him we live, in Him we move, and in Him we have our being. We're not trying to get into Christ. We are in Christ. We're yoked up together with Him. He is on the inside of us. We are the children of the Most High God. We are the temple of God. As God had said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God. And they shall be my people. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It sounds like that we are hooked up, doesn't it? Is he on the inside of us? Why isn't he doing more than he is? And the reason is this is because people have failed to recognize the primary way to give Him place, to give Him opportunity to live His big life in us and through us. What is that way? Believe in your heart and say with your mouth. Listen carefully. Paul said in this verse, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Number one, the first word is I. That makes this personal. See, too often people have looked at Scripture and they don't make it personal. They don't personalize it. They generalize it. Well, that's just a statement that Paul had made. It's for the church at Philippi. That verse applies to us today. Jesus wasn't just there to help those people or Paul himself. We are to personalize it. Make it our own. I. Everybody say I. In other words, this truth pertains to my life. I have made Jesus my Savior. I have made Him my Lord. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that He is my Lord. I am now speaking words of life. Words that promote life. Words that release and unleash the miracle power of God in my life. I. So that makes it personal or it personalizes the truth. Everybody say can. This truth by that word is a positive truth, not a negative truth. Everybody say it again, can. Can. 
it makes it positive. I can. He wants us to get the T knocked out. The apostrophe T, put in the can and get rid of the can't. Everybody say, I can. It actually stresses tremendous potential. See, a lot of people never realize their dreams because they're hooked up in the world of I can't. They are looking at their inabilities, they are looking at their weaknesses, and they are unleashing words that keep them in an environment of death and failure. See, all that pertains to the kingdom of darkness. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Someone will come along and say, well, why don't you step out and do this? I can't. Why don't you step out and do that? I can't. Why don't you just have, I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's so negative that they don't even realize it, but by their own words, they are holding themselves in bondage and they're not in control of their lives. The enemy is. But I just can't seem to break free. I just can't seem to get loose. I just can't seem to get untracked. Well, the more you keep saying it, the more you strengthen the bonds that hold you. The more I keep saying it, the more I strengthen the bonds that hold me. It's a positive truth that helps people realize their dreams. And you see, beloved, if you never allow yourself to dream and have aspirations, you'll never reach out to touch them. You know that you're a bundle of potential in God. You're a powerhouse on the inside for God. Paul knew that. And no matter what circumstance, no matter what situation, no matter how overwhelming it may have been, Paul said, I, it's personal, can, it's positive. Amen. Everybody say the next word, do. What does that make it? Practical. Practical. See, there's action here. I can do. It's a practical truth. Being a doer of the Word of God is what this life is all about. Jehovah God Himself told Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein by day and night. Why? That thou mayest observe to do. Everybody say, do again. See, it's practical. Do. I can do. It's personal. I can. It's positive. Do. It's practical. I can do. There's action there. A doer of the Word of God. By speaking, I can do. Those very words have life in them. They are containers of life. They unleash the ability of God in a person's life. I can do. I'm telling you, God is in those words. So how can you say that? I can say that because Jesus was the Word made flesh. And the Word is near us in our hearts and in our mouths. Is Jesus in your heart? What's wrong with saying He's in my mouth? Well, you ready for this revelation? He doesn't want it just in your heart. He wants it in your mouth too. See, people have failed to realize this. He's in my heart, but what about in your mouth? Oh yeah, I love you, Jesus, but I just can't do anything. You don't know how terrible my life is. Your mouth is full of, not Jesus. You're not, it's not full of the Word. It's full of doubt, unbelief, negativism, pessimism, and everything else. The I can'ts of life that give place to what? Bondage. 
See, I can do. He told Joshua, meditate the word day and night. This is meditating the word. I can do. Meditate the word day and night that thou mayest observe to do. Say it with me. I can do. Now look at the next part of it. All things makes it a pervasive truth. All things makes it pervasive. It spreads out into all areas of life. I can do all things. Wait a minute. We are so used to saying, I can't do that and I can't do this and I just can't have that and I can't have this. And when you start hearing this kind of language, it's so different that people have a hard time adjusting to it. But when you realize that Jesus wants, not only in your heart, but in your mouth, and you think that through and meditate that, you will then join together with the Apostle Paul and start saying, I can do all things. I'm telling you, telling you, beloved, there are some things I never thought I'd ever be doing. But since I have found myself and heard myself saying, yes, I can do that. I can do all things through Christ, who is the strength of my life. I have found myself doing all kinds of things that I never thought I could do. But I'm doing it not in my own strength or ability. I'm doing it because of the power and the strength of God, which we're going to get to in just a moment. But I want you to see this truth. Jesus wants in our mouths not just in our hearts. Jesus Himself said, if you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, it'll come to pass, then it will come to pass. If you say to that mountain, be thou removed, and don't doubt in your heart, but speak it with your mouth, it will remove. There's all kinds of potential there, is what He is saying, and God's people have never realized that kind of potential in their lives because they kept Jesus only in their heart and not in their mouth. I can do all things. I can endure trials. I can perform duties. I can obey commands. I can overcome obstacles. I can face every crisis. I can finish my course. I can master circumstances. I can change to be more like Jesus. I can speak the Word of God. I can control my tongue. I can overcome the I can'ts. Are you seeing this? I can do all things. Then you can hear people just saying, I just can't endure any longer. I just can't seem to hold up. And little do they realize that by those words, the problem is being strengthened. The powers of darkness are being strengthened against them. No, He wants us to take control of the words of our mouth and start speaking what God has said about our situations. I can do all things. Now look at the next part. Through Christ. Through Christ makes it a, provident, a providential truth. And I want you to see this clearly. Jesus Himself said, Apart from Me, you can do nothing. 
I'm not saying I can do all things by myself. I am not saying apart from abiding in the vine, I can do anything. But Paul is saying, and he wants us to repeat after him, that it's a providential truth. I can do all things through Christ. This, beloved, brings in the divine element or dimension. I am not doing it apart from the supernatural ability and power of the Most High God. This also establishes my dependency on Him. Not my strength. It's not by the power nor the might of human strength or ability, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord, and you and I have the Spirit of Christ abiding on the inside of us. Correct? So it establishes the fact that I am dependent on Christ and all that I do, I do through Him. Jesus Himself said when He was upon the earth, the things I do, actually my Father, He is the one that doeth them. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the Father in me, He doeth the works. In other words, He was empowered supernaturally by the power of His Father and that enabled Him to work the works that He worked when He was alive on the earth. You and I are empowered by the Lord Jesus Christ and by speaking His Word, we give place to that power and then that power kicks in in our lives and that enables us to do all things, accomplish all things. Again, not independent of Him, but through Christ. You see, beloved, He must be associated with, with whatever we're doing. It is not something that is, let's say, out of bounds, so to speak. He is in it. It must be a promise in His Word. It must be a revelation of truth. In other words, it's not something that I manufacture in my own mind. I don't get out there and just say, well, through Christ I can have 10,000 oil wells. Something off the wall. I'm going to have my own little planet. No, no, it's something that is associated with Christ, associated with the Word of God, associated with the redemptive plan of God. It is something that pertains to the operation of His kingdom within our hearts. It is nothing that's off the wall, crazy, wild statements that we make that we can do through Christ. I don't know why anybody would want to do that anyhow. I want anything and everything that He offers and nothing apart from that. Now, He said right here, I can do all things through Christ. And if I expect Him to bless those all things, then I make certain that the things that I do are associated with the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And I put that in my heart and I say it with my mouth. For example, Jesus Himself said, is there a mountain standing between you and victory? Speak to it. He didn't say, ask the Father to do something about it. He said, say to that mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Speak to it and it will obey you. Is there a root of bitterness, a tree, a sycamine tree that's troubling you? Jesus said what? If you had faith, you would say to that sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted into the sea and it should obey you. But you acknowledge that the power that uproots the tree and plants it in the sea is of God. 
It is not our ability. It is not our strength. It is the divine ability of God that's being released through our words as we believe it in the heart and as we say it with the mouth. I'm telling you, beloved, I just have a picture of this. I can see this right now. Jesus is going to start living in some mouths. He's already living in many hearts, but he's trying to get into our mouths. You believe in your heart and say with your mouth, then thou shalt be saved. Then thou shalt be delivered. Then thou shalt overcome. Then you can do all things through Christ. Look at the latter part of it. So it's personal, it's practical, it's pervasive, it's providential. And now, which strengtheneth me makes it a powerful truth. A powerful truth. You talk about power. It's a powerful truth. He becomes the source of power. Jesus through the spoken word, is manifested. The power of God, the life of God, the ability of God, death and life are in the power of the tongue. As that person controls his tongue and starts saying, I can do all things through Christ, and stops saying, I can't, all of a sudden, he sets his course for life on a new path. He begins speaking words that agree with what God has said or spoken. He sets in motion spiritual laws that pertain to life and he opens up avenues by which God can bless him. The word then that he speaks that is full of life, God watches over to make good. God watches over His Word to perform it or to make it good. Well, beloved, if you're speaking the Word of God out of your heart and through your mouth, then, as the Bible says, God is watching over it to make it good or to perform it. See, beloved, there is supernatural power and ability in the Word of God. It's there in potential form. In order for it to manifest and produce results, it must find its way into the heart of the child of God and then it must be released through His lips. That's why Jesus said, He shall have whatsoever He saith. And we're not to be deceived. What a man sows is what a man reaps. And Jesus said, The sower sows the word... And the word can find its way into a person's heart. And if that person sows the word into his heart and then speaks it out of his mouth, it is eventually going to produce a result. Not overnight. It's going to take some time. But eventually, it will produce a result in that person's life. I'll tell you why it takes time, beloved. First of all, we have got to be deprogrammed and then reprogrammed. And deprogramming is not an easy thing. A person has to be humble enough to say, you know what, I have not lived the way God wants me to live. I have not spoken the way God wants me to speak. I want to show you a verse of Scripture in the book of Ephesians. You're close by there. And look at chapter uh, 4. Let's start with 
Verse 24, or verse 23. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and holiness of truth, or true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying. Everybody believes you should put away lying? Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Everybody believes you should, you could be angry, but sin not, right? And don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. That's putting on Christ. Would you agree with me that that's putting on Christ? Absolutely. Neither give place, territory, ground to the devil. Look at that, verse 27. Neither give place, territory, the word is topos in the Greek, and it means ground or territory to the devil. Don't give the devil any ground or territory in your life through anger or, or through lying and speaking falsely. Don't give the devil any ground in your life or any territory. Let him that stole steal no more so that you don't give the devil ground. But rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Look at the next verse. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Is not this also putting on Christ? Well, what is corrupt communication? Evil speaking, vain speaking, foolish speaking, speaking doubt and unbelief, that which is contrary to the Word of God. God views all that as evil speaking. Doubting God, murmuring, complaining. If you don't believe that, go back to the children of Israel and find out how they murmured before God in the wilderness and God was upset with them because of what they said. You brought us out here to die. There's no food to eat. There's no water to drink. If you brought us out here to kill us, would to God that we'd be back in Egypt. Isn't that what they said? And they said it, and they said it, and they said it. Every time there arose a tough spot in life, what did they do? They fell back to their natural tendencies. They gave their tongue over to the problem, and they said, these giants are just way too big for us. There's no way we can get into the promised land. We can't, we can't, we're not able, we can't, we don't have the ability, we don't have the strength, we don't have the manpower, we don't have the resources, there's no possible way. Look at that land, how good it is. I'd like to have some of that good stuff in that land. But we can't get in there. Moses, why'd you bring us out here? God, why didn't you leave us in Egypt? Isn't that what they did? You know what God said about that in Numbers chapter 14? As you have spoken in my ears, it will come to pass in your life. That's what he said. But not Joshua and Caleb, because they said, we can do all things. God's on our side. Let's take the land. They saw the same problems that the others did. And God said about them, they've got another spirit on the inside of them, the spirit of faith. And as far as these that murmured, he said, let them die. And they died. You know the story. But many failed to go back and really study it through to find out what God said. God said, as you have spoken in my ears, it will come to pass in your life. You had opportunity after opportunity, and all you do is speak death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Notice verse 30, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God is on the inside of us. And you know, it grieves him. He is grieved when we speak against the Word of God. 
I just can't seem to. I just can't seem to. I just can't seem to. Wait a minute. Let's change our vocabulary. Let's change our mindset. Let's develop a new mindset. Let's start realizing this. No matter how big the problem is, no matter how overwhelming life may seem to be, no matter how tragic the crisis is, no matter how difficult the situation is, no matter what, God wants us to view Him as bigger than life's problems. He wants us to see Him as the solution to every human need. He wants us to know that Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, forever, and He can be touched. The only thing that's changed is the way we touch Him. We don't touch Him with our physical hand because He's in heaven, but we touch Him by believing in our heart and saying with our mouth, I can do all things through Christ who is the strength of my life. I can shut the door to failure. I will shut the door by the power of God to defeat. I can walk with God. I understand the things of God because I have the mind of Christ. And the Spirit of God on the inside of me, He teaches me all things. I hold the feelings and the purposes of His heart. Oh, in Him I live, in Him I move, and in Him I have my being. Thank God I can do all things. Thank God He's greater in me than he that is in the world. I will not grieve the Spirit of the living God by speaking wrong things. The opening of my lips shall utter truth. I will speak right things. I will speak princely things. And as I proclaim the Word of God, who goes forth? What goes forth? The power of God goes forth. For Jesus and His Word are one. The works that I do shall ye do also, and greater than these shall you do, because I am going to my Father. You know what? He wants us to walk around saying all the time, the works that Jesus did I can do also. I can do the works of Jesus. Go to that verse in John's Gospel, chapter 14, if you would, please. Oh, you talk about a resurrection. We're going to have a resurrection of faith for the miraculous in this place, in people's hearts and lives. I'm telling you, when you're hooked up with God, nothing is, is impossible. All things are possible. Praise God through Him. In Him. All things are possible. I believe that. Do you believe that? But you see, to touch Him, you've got to keep saying it. You've got to keep saying it until you're deprogrammed and reprogrammed. And then all of a sudden, the power of God is activated on the inside of you. And the power of God is released through your lips. And I'm going to say this because someone needs it here tonight. You can shut the door to the devil by the words of your mouth. You can shut the door to the devil and his effectiveness against you in life by the words of your mouth. You know what fight means? It means to, to put up resistance or to use force or energy or effort against the success of an enemy. Well, fight's a good fight of faith. Faith is a fight. Wrong words are enemies to your faith. Words of doubt are enemies to your faith. And that's why the enemy, Satan himself, wants us to speak the wrong thing because it gives place to his power. In John 14, 12, verily, verily, truly, truly, wherever there's a double verily, it's emphatic. Jesus said it for a reason. I say unto you. You know the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 that, that he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you that you may boldly say. I'm bringing that verse out at this time for this reason. He said that we may boldly say. Remember I said it must be Christ-centered? It must be associated with something that Christ said or Christ does. Listen carefully. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you 
that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper tonight. You know why? He said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I can boldly say that. I have the authority to say that. I have the right to say that because of what God said, right? Look at what Jesus said. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. You realize I can say that because he said it? Jesus said, the works that he did I'll do also, and greater works because he's gone to the Father. You know, we have to resurrect that kind of thinking and speaking in our lives. People have got to be saying that. People of God, we have got to be saying that we are not bound. We are not limited. We are not without resources. We are not without help. We have the power of God in our lives, but the thing is, it's on the inside of us. And the only way to get it on the outside of us is through the words that we speak. As we speak out the Word of God in agreement with the Word of God, then, beloved, we give birth to the very life and ability of God that's in those words. That's how you got saved. Let's face it. That's how I got saved. By believing in my heart and saying with my mouth. Well, that's how you get healed, delivered, rescued, preserved, protected, kept safe, blessed financially, in every possible way of life that you need something from God. That's how you get it. You want to have miracle power operating in your life? Start saying it. Start saying what that verse says. I can do what, what Jesus said I can do. I can do the works of Jesus because he said I can. I can do all things through Christ who is the strength of my life because that's what the Holy Ghost said I can do. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can shut the door to the enemy. I'm going to close with this verse in Matthew's Gospel. Chapter 16. Matthew 16. Verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys represent authority. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. You think we can bind the enemy with string or chains or twine? We can't bind things on earth. We don't have any spiritual uh, rope that we can use to bind handcuffs, spiritual handcuffs or something like that, fetters and chains. No. How do we bind the enemy? With words. With words. Did you hear that? How do you stop the effectiveness of an enemy that is spiritual? With words. Jesus knew the power of words. He said, my words are spirit and they are life. Jesus selected his words wisely. He spoke right things. He spoke right words. He spoke words of faith and words of power. They were dynamic in their working and everything Jesus said came to pass. And beloved, he has given us the privilege of entering into that kind of a lifestyle. But the thing is, we are so far removed from that because of our thinking, our wrong thinking. How do you bind the hand of Satan? With words. You cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You bring into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. And you say, Satan, get your hand off my life. Get your hand off my business. Get your hand off my kids. Get your hand off my finances. Get your hand off my body. Get your hand off whatever that pertains to my life. I refuse to give you place 
in the name, in whose name? The name of Jesus. And what does that do? That binds the hand of Satan. You've got to believe it with your heart and you've got to say it with your mouth. And when you do, he's bound. He is rendered powerless and ineffective in that area of your life. So, beloved, you can control your life by the words of your mouth if you want to. If you get God's word in your heart and your mouth and get your tongue under the control of Jesus. Let's all stand together before the Lord. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.